1: Welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Podcasts News by the Bozos. I'm your first.
0: <laughs> Why are you holding on to that? It hurts my been soul, two weeks, Jesse. Man, it's been two weeks. It, it people, hurts my people soul. Are getting, I, people are going to start taking it seriously that you really hurt. I don't.
1: I don't consider myself a bozo, but I know I have a rather round nose. I just figured there was some genetic predisposition there, but. I never considered myself an actual bozo. It cut me deep. Sorry. Just the headers. <laughs> By the Bitcoin Podcast Network. We give you just the headlines. Um, we know you don't care that much about the news. You only care about the price. Well, we care about somewhere in between those two things. And we want to break you cryptocurrency headlines for that reason. We're unbiased and joyful, and we're bringing you the news. Jesse, introduce yourself.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm Jesse. I have more energy than D this week. No, That's- so I'll be carrying the podcast through to the end.
1: <laughs> Jesse's going to put the team on his back this week.
0: <laughs> I'm right. kidding.
1: Um, so... How, how's your week been, Jesse? I know it's been interesting because
0: you're a very interesting man, period. No, I think we both are in, in different respects. But uh, I think we're both operating on little sleep this week. I'm not going to shy away
1: I- from that compliment. I'm amazing. But you. Yeah. You're Me,
0: incredible. You know, you. You are incredible. <laughs> and together... When we unite, we make more than a bozo. Yeah. Did you say
1: more than about so?
0: (laughs) I said more than a bozo.
1: More than a bozo. That's right. Because together, we're two bozos. Oh, uh, yeah. What the hell was that?
0: You won't believe it. What just happened? What just happened? This dude just walked up to me and gave me a 100,000 in-game currency. No. I'm not even kidding.
1: Are you playing a game while we're That's right, you are
0: playing a game while we're recording. <laughs> no, I am okay. not. Okay. I've never done this before. Let's get
1: into oh, the wow. news, baby. First article is by Kai Sedgwick. It has 4,695 eyeballs. Uh, and it states the darknet buyers flock to Wall Street as Dream Wine wins down. Dream Wines Down? I thought wines had an H in it.
0: Uh no. No. Wind. Wind. wind.
1: Same thing as winds. You know? Whenever I see wind, I think of Jamaican dancing. Wind. Because they wine. They like to wine. Okay, Remember that okay. song by R. Kelly? Wine with me. Won't you wine with me? I know R. Kelly is not a name you just mentioned loosely these days, but that was a catchy song. Anyways, as the Darknet's largest market prepares to wind down, its second largest is taking the strain. When Dream closes for good at the end of April, Wall Street will become the largest Darknet market at least until Dream's successor launches and can prove its legitimacy. Paranoia has per- pervaded the Darknet in recent weeks amidst uncertainty over marketplace integrity and a string of high profile busts. So I think Wall Street is the name of a Darknet Market. Wall Street profits from Dream's demise. While Dream winds down the clock ahead of a plan shutdown and transition to a new d Jesse, what's D&M again? Uh, you know, D&M. Darknet Market. Would you stop playing that game and pay attention dude, to dude, what's going on?
0: Another hun- you just gave me another 100000
1: Oh my god. You, Customers you have...
0: You ever feel like like hold on? I just, I just have to like talk about this because you ever feel like uh um you you aspire to be one of those Twitch streamers where people give you like a thousand dollars for doing nothing? No. Okay, well that happens, and it is pretty cool when that happens, and it's not cool. It's weird. It's it's weird. Why? Why is it's it weird? It's weird to get paid why? a thousand bucks to people to watch
1: you do nothing. It's a strange Dude. moment in humanity right now that we're living
0: in. <laughs> it's like you're not even paying for their services cuz you don't even want to watch what they're doing. You're just going to give them like a $1,000 just for being. Not uh, like awesome.
1: That's a that's a level of psychology I can't understand. Is like you're watching someone do something that you could be doing. Yep and you're doing paying
0: them to do that for no reason you're just giving them because because you want to make content and apparently uh altruism altruistic charity is really cool to watch on youtube so that makes a lot of for content yeah altruism small altruism. okay Let's keep going here. With
1: darknet markets in turmoil, LEA launches a crackdown. In addition to facing uncertainty on the darknet, vendors and buyers have been on high alert in the streets. A series of law enforcement raids have aided to the sense of disquiet, including a Sacramento operation that netted close to two amele amele of Bitcoin. The dark net is not the local secrecy for illegal drug users that they think it is, said U.S. Attorney McGregor Scott at a news conference announcing the busts, which targeted opioid sellers. Oh, yeah. Tor Project supports 10 cryptocurrencies including Cash. Oh, this is one of those articles. There's many articles inside of it, but what you need to know is that the dark net
0: markets are alive and well. that almost sounded like an intro for like a pop song other than like the yeah you know all right let me try it again oh that's that's like some scary music in like uh like a dungeon level of like a platformer game okay let me try again (laughs) <laughs> <and> finished
1: <laughs> Um shit, where are we? Oh next article that's right. um this next article is coming at you from the lovely land of news.bitcoin.com. It's an article by Jamie Redman. In, again, the powerful young woman behind the alleged satoshi affair <laughs> all right now the lawsuit against craig wright continues this week and on april 5th court dockets indicate the florida magistrate judge bruce Bryant hart memorialized rulings from the recent craig wright disposition moreover the council representing the Klyman estate has sub- submitted 2,136 documents belonging to Dave Kleiman on April 4th. Many of the court documents submitted over the last year reference a mysterious woman named Yuen Yuen. <laughs> Funny name, lady. Litigators are watching the Kleiman v. Wright lawsuit with great interest. The Kleiman vs. Wright lawsuit, otherwise known as the Southern District Court of Florida, case nine colon one eight-cb-eight zero one seven six, is one of the ten most watched <laughs> legal cases in the state of Florida. This is because the story possibly contains information on one of the most intriguing mysteries in the crypto sphere. The lawsuit started on February 14th of 2018 and revolves around the allegation that the 47-year-old Craig Wright helped create Bitcoin with the South Florida computer security expert David Kleiman, who's dead. But the plaintiffs, the dead man's family, accused Wright of defrauding Kleiman's inheritance, saying... Craig ain't numbered but a punk-ass, job turkey-ass bitch. Instituted an elaborate scheme to assert dominion over Dave's and WNK's Bitcoin intellectual property. And if I tell you Craig ain't right, ain't number but a bitch. The plaintiff statements from Case 9:18-CV-80176 allege.
0: I feel like you're adding numbers. I'm not. That's <laughs> like it's not it. supposed that's, to be that long. <laughs> if
1: the number is that long, I don't understand our court system either, neither do I want to. Uh oh, that's funny. Let's go on. Uh let's talk about the case of the mysterious young lady U and <laughs> What a name, baby. Throughout many of the documents produced in the past, uh, recently submitted over the last thirty days, shows there was a complicated relationship between Wright and Climbing <laughs> during Bitcoin's early years. <laughs> Moreover, the two were involved <laughs> long story. What you talking about, Jesse? I don't
0: know, man. I'm enjoying it. Sorry, go What's on. What you
1: laughing at, man? I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Nah, man. Go on ahead and laugh if you need to laugh. What you laughing at? Let yourself free.
0: Uh I like this. this All right, good.
1: now. <laughs> can we get can we, can we going now all right yeah, Clowman and Wright allegedly signed a trust together called the Tulip Trust ain't that about a bitch now because you know what they talk about right they talk about tulips like way way back in the day and supposedly this binding agreement sits in Cyclies holding roughly 1 million bitcoin I tell you what Jesse I am right tired of seeing Craig Wright's smug ass face let me tell you something that chin looks punchable but that's my opinion <laughs> let's keep on moving right through here now. Uh, I, I hear you laughing, and I appreciate it. I don't, don't particularly know why, but you know, I'm glad you're joyous. So let's let's read the last <laughs> paragraph here. Uh, uh-huh. So Miss Ewan Gowan, real name now, not making that up. Her role has obviously important, as Nguyen is listed as w ks Info's formal agent, and she also had the power to disband the firm 18 months later. The three individuals, Wright, Kleiman, and Nguyen, are named in many corporate histories. Online tied the firms called Designed by Human Ltd. And moving forward in Business Limited. So let me tell you what, uh, ain't nothing but a ball of mystery surrounding that, correct, right, fella? If you ask me, Jesse, <laughs> let's keep on moving All right now. <laughs> All right, moving right along. So with this next article, uh, it's creeping up on uh, about 2,242 views. It's it's written by Samuel Haig right now It's a lion's den. P2P traders discuss challenges of operating on local bitcoins. It's a lion's den. All right. Which means it is very dangerous. Okay. Got it. Despite many cryptocurrency users having made their first purchases using local bitcoins, little attention is paid to the experiences of the traders who operate on the platform. News.Bitcoin.com has reached out to several local Bitcoins traders to find out about the challenges facing peer-to-peer crypto brokers. Uh, and they're saying, it's a lie, den. All right.
0: Okay.
1: Well, first operating on the platform, the trader, quote, lost a lot of money to scammers, quote. <laughs> so he either did or didn't. I can't tell. There's quotations. Attributing such to having been to trust in toward prospective customers. So they were a little too trusting. Okay. On the internet. Which surprisingly so. They lost some money. I'm not surprised. That was sarcasm. Australian cryptocurrency regulations alienate small local Bitcoin traders. So surprise, surprise. The law don't care about your trading. So. I mean, that's the way that cookie crumbles. And let me tell you something, it's not a soft cookie. All right, this crumbs everywhere. So that's how that goes. Uh, local bitcoins is hard for some Australian users to use. So, Jesse, I'm going to go ahead and flip it over to you for Monday's news. You ready, man? Yeah, dude. All right, now.
0: Nah. <laughs> I'm going to miss that accent. <laughs> so we've got the first article for Tuesday. Why? All right now. Oh. <laughs> okay. Lay it Stay on
1: me, Jesse.
0: All right, here we go. Laying it on you. All right. Founder of Mount Gox Creditors Cooperative resigns. Says settlement could take years. It's written by Jamie Redman. One thousand eight hundred forty-two uh, eyeballs on this. No. Let's Dang just that. hold
1: on now, Sacrifice Jesse. What are you reading from? Because
0: I do not see this right now. Oh, you know what? I, I skipped ahead. I, I went into the future. It's almost as
1: if you did that because you're not actually paying attention to what's going on and you're playing a game on your <laughs> computer. But Absolutely. I'm taking a
0: break. I'm taking a break. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. How five Asian countries regulate cryptocurrency? Kevin Helms, not Jamie Redman, 5026 views. The Financial Stability Board has now detailed how its member countries regulate crypto assets, who the regulators are, and the scope of their oversight. Most countries have more than one government body monitoring and regulating different aspects of crypto activities. Among the board's Asian member countries, India is the only one with no legal mandate to directly regulate crypto assets. Three regulators, the Reserve Bank of India, RBI, the Securities and Exchange Board of India, SEBI, and the Ministry of Finance regularly attend the Financial Stability Board, FSB, meetings and G20 summits. The FSB is an international body that monitors and makes recommendations about the global financial system. It has listed only on the RBI, the country's central bank, as the regulator of the Indian crypto space, clarifying in a report published Friday. Quote, RBI does not have a legal mandate to directly regulate crypto assets. RBI's current mandate permits it to assess financial institutions' exposure to crypto assets and supervise their operations within its mandate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Within its mandate, the central bank has prohibited financial institutions from dealing in, quote, or providing services for facilitating any person or entity in dealing with or settling cryptocurrencies. The uh, FSB detailed. The three aforementioned regulators are part of the panel headed by Subhash Chan. Oh, oh okay, okay. Sub Subhash or Subhash. Uh, subhash.
1: Subhash, sub-hash Gari. Subhashi bar- sub-hash Grill.
0: <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> All right now. Secretary of the Department of Economic Affairs tasked with drafting the country's crypto regulation. According to the government, this panel is in its final stages of deliberations. India's crypto regulation was expected to be presented to the country's Supreme Court on March 29, but the court adjourned without addressing the matter until July. In Japan, at the opposite end of the crypto regulatory spectrum, Japan legalized cryptocurrency as a means of payment back in April twenty seventeen under the Amended Payment Services Act. The main regulator is the Financial Services Agency, FSA, which provides which services uh, supervises and conducts oversight of crypto exchange service providers. Crypto exchanges are required to register with the agency. There are currently nineteen registered exchanges with over four or with and with over 140 companies interested in entering the market the regulator has shared with news.bitcoin.com the fsa also cooperates with a self-regulatory organization for added oversight additionally the agency engages in international policy discussions on crypto assets and is currently discussing policies on initial coin offerings Mm. so uh, the other countries south korea i'm going to kind of skim this because it can get a little bit lengthy singapore and korea Korea has the FSS, which is the Financial Supervisor Service, and the FSC, which is the Financial Services Commission. And they are both, um, here's a quote, they're both, trying to promote information exchanges and in cooperation with internal organizations especially in regard to virtual currency and it, and they are responsible for analyzing trends and establishing policies on digital currency market and for integrating and coordinating policies and major plans of uh, anti money laundering money laundering s- system related to virtual cr- uh, cryptocurrencies so looks like everybody's trying to move toward uh Acceptance is what I'm seeing for the most part, uh, except for China. You ever China, seen that uh, movie, American Pie? I have a long time ago, and I forgot it. You remember that scene
1: the old dudes in the kitchen in the corner with the pie?
0: Nope.
1: I mean, this is pretty much what the whole movie is. About, <laughs> around.
0: I'm sorry. You know what I I'm I won't get any now. reference you're about to make. No, no, I, I don't. All right, all right. Let's, let's, But let's, I will make it my homework to watch it if if that'll make you feel better. It's
1: all good. I'm about to give you the cliff notes, baby. So Okay. okay. Basically this movie is about a coming of age story. All right, of coming the American out. male. Okay. Any good coming of age story of the American Male involves the American male uh partaking in some fornication. <laughs> If you know what I'm talking about, uh huh. Talking about sex, Jesse. So, when this young man, this particular young man, wanted to, I guess he would say, feel the sensation of a woman's warmth, uh huh. He was told that it feels like a pie. Okay. Like an
0: apple pie. All right. And did he use a pie? Uh, your guess is correct, my
1: good man. He he fucked this pie in the kitchen. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Now where am I going with all this? Not just this pie, also serve as a pretty good slang term for for warmth. But all these governments see cryptocurrency, and they're trying to they're trying to fuck the pie, Jesse. And cryptocurrency is the pie. Okay. Got it. That's where I'm going with this. I see. They want to feel the warmth of crypto. They do. see. Did I derail your runescape there? Did I derail you there with my example?
0: Nope. Okay, let's keep all moving then. Let's (laughs) keep it going. (laughs) All All right. Chinese traders pay extra for Bitcoin through OTC desks made crypto market surge. I think there's an article in here that I, I am pretty interested in talking about um, that has to do with...
1: What's it about now?
0: Oh, Tron. Also, you know that the, the new uh, streaming platform that we saw people posting about, DLive? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, you got, I, you got, I know I what you're talking here. about. Okay. I'm okay.
1: picking up what you're putting down.
0: OK, um, yeah, we're going to go over an article that talks about how PewDiePie joined that platform. Is uh, that a and big
1: deal or what?
0: Uh, yeah, potentially, because, I mean, he has like, what, 90 million, 90 something million subscribers on YouTube. Well, that's a lot of people. That is, uh, that's a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that 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 could be like the next large platform, and the influx of people that follow him, I mean that could kickstart that platform. So um, then y'all, there's also another article about uh, Tron trying to legitimize itself again through
1: oh uh, hey. another run by Justin Sun, <laughs> my man. <laughs> All
0: right. So yeah, so yeah, there's there's some articles that I'm gonna definitely. Riff on a lot. Thank All you. right, now. All right. Let's right. keep it moving. So. Keep it moving. <laughs> All right, so Chinese traders are paying extra for BTC through OTC desks. What is this about? Seven thousand four total views. Two thirty six total shale, uh, shares. William Suberg. BTC price. The BTC's price surge last week led Chinese traders not only to return to trading but to pay a premium for doing so. Uh, Reproducing price spreads from cryptocurrency exchanges, Hobi and Okex, CN Ledger, revealed an increasingly common practice among Chinese trader, uh, traders who wish to acquire Bitcoin. Since China ha- formally banned cryptocurrency trading in 2017, investors have had few options. Purchasing stablecoins such as Tether via OTC services and converting them to other cryptocurrencies s- has become the principal method, CN Ledger noted. Now in the wake of a bullish week for BTC, which saw BTC USD advance by over $1,000, prices for those OTC services have steadily risen in CNY terms. That's the Chinese yuan, marking an increase in demand. China Chinese markets reveal strong buys, the resource summarized. Mm. Um, the tweet stated this quote here, OTC trades the almost only way to buy Bitcoin with fiat in China, showing considerable dollar premiums, 1 USDT is equal to 7 CNY over the official rate of 1 USD equals 6.7 CNY. The buoyant mood among Chinese investors contrasts with the ongoing clampdown of, uh, on current cryptocurrency-related activities in the country. As Cointelegraph reported, this has extended... To anything construed as propaganda while associated instruments such as initial coin offerings are also outlawed. China By
1: stays on the hate brigade, don't they?
0: Well, th- yeah, but then it's saying here, um, I thought that they were going to clamp down. Um, they were clamping down. Okay, so they're clamping down on um, ICOs. They're clamping down on trading from fiat into cryptocurrencies. And then they're also supposedly going to be clamping down on mining, right? I don't know
1: man. If you ask me, and I can say this fairly confident, China as a country is full of bullshit. So and that's the whole country. I'm even talking about the innocent rural farmers. So no kidding. That's a pretty big paintbrush. But one thing is consistent with China. Every single time cryptocurrency is trying to go to the moon in any proportionality, (laughs) China's China pulls some bullshit. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, China's I'm... always pulling bullshit every time price starts moving. China says, "You know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna ban BTC. We're gonna ban Bitcoin. Ha! You like that now? We keep buying that shit, y'all. Yeah, we're gonna make that money. We're gonna ban Bitcoin, though. China's full of shit. All right, I'm just saying." <laughs>
0: Well, at the end of the Somebody's article... Somebody's got
1: to say it, Just see, Somebody has <laughs> to.
0: I mean, relative to who, to which country, are they more or less bullshit?
1: I'm talking about the whole... Even look at it on a map. Full of shit. China's full of uh-huh. shit. I'm just saying. But well, what about the U.S.? It's a beautiful country. Look, we got peninsulas, we got plains, mountains. Uh What are you talking about? In relation to what? You talking about relation?
0: (laughs) You see that smile in your stupid ass face. What are you talking about now? All right. By contrast, authorities continue to advocate the development of blockchain technology, both within the state and private sector. Last week, Beijing approved almost 200 firms as part of new plans to register blockchain service providers. Bam. All right. So China's You know what is good sketch. about China though? That General So's chicken. I tell you what. Oh now that God. is
1: some good shit. It's sweet and sour and savory at the same time.
0: It's pretty good. It's pretty
1: good. <laughs> All right now.
0: Are we moving on to <laughs> so, You're gonna you're gonna we're gonna get blasted. We're gonna be like what are they gonna say? <laughs> what what could what could they possibly say now? Uh, <laughs> All right, next article. Tron announces Sun Network May launch date. Reveals key phases for Dapchain. So what's this about? I didn't Sun Network? I thought here. All right, so 7,338 total views, 329 total shares. and a Berman, blockchain-based decentralized application platform. Tron has revealed the expansion plan of its second-layer scalability solution, the Sun Network. <laughs> okay, according to a release published Monday, April 8th, the network's testnet will launch in late May. The Sun Network expansion plan includes developing DAP side sidechains and cross-chain infrastructure. The second layer protocol is expected to increase the overall capacity of Tron's network while simultaneously allowing DApps to run with extremely low energy consumption and high security. What is this like a centralized blockchain? Oh man, what is going on? Tron okay, and is the later ar- sh- later dude. article, you, the later article is gonna it's gonna even be more bullshitty because. You'll see who going they're going to try and partner up with with this. Right. picture, Are they putting together lines from the sky? It's the network, dude. They're drilling the the network, the sun network into the Jesus. air. With giant people. Oh no, they're on a. Uh, uh, that thing girder. All right. Oh, boy. Cool. so next article. Oh, this is interesting. Check this out. Embed one megabyte files on the Bitcoin cash chain with the block upload platform. What about that? Huh? What do you think about that? Jamie Redman, 2,437 eyeballs.
1: Let's take a look. It it, it does sound exciting.
0: It does, doesn't it? And I don't even like Bitcoin cash, but this is pretty cool. All right, the software developer known as DeWursts revealed... Last week, a new project he's been working on <laughs> that allowed people to shut up, upload files up to one megabyte in size to the Bitcoin Cash testnet. On April 7th, Disworst's, uh launched the first uh, uh, BCH mainnet version of Block Upload, a desktop platform that allows people to embed larger files into the blockchain without the need for the interplanetary file system, IPFS. The devout... Yep, yep, yep. The platform uses a op underscore return transaction and P2SH in order to allow individuals to upload files to BCH up to one megabyte in size. The upload size is higher than the Bitcoin files project allows, which is roughly a max of five kilobytes or less. But when using IPFS, Bitcoin files can upload much larger files. DeWurst says his project doesn't need IPFS and the open source repository on GitHub explains that block upload is a quote user-friendly tool to upload your files to the BCH chain. So there. We could probably test it out. I don't want to test it out. It looks
1: you rather don't dumb.
0: <laughs> the cost to use Bitcoin files is a good example compared to the cost of one megabyte upload on block upload, which is currently around $15. Oh, you know some BCH was. fans expressed the opinion that using IPFS is a better and far cheaper alternative. So I guess one megabyte for fifteen dollars is too much. Do you know how much it is for IPFS?
1: I have Like no IPFS. that same
0: size? No. Okay.
1: I don't know. I don't reckon I have a need for if I, IP I, I, the Interplanetary File System. What about IPFS? the art? Yeah.
0: I mean. What about your think- dream?
1: What did you say now?
0: You, what about your dream? Your dream to oh. upload artwork about b- breeding art, breeding art and storing it on, on chain or or off chain with IPFS. Oh boy, that is a dream. It would be <laughs> you gave it up?
1: It would be very costly, though. Huh? I don't really know. Honestly, I haven't looked up. Um, I reckon it's less than fifteen dollars. <laughs> That's a pretty good guess. All right now.
0: All right. Let's go ahead oh. and
1: move it to Tuesday. You wanna do that?
0: On to Tuesday,
1: yeah. I'm mostly talking about like this because I'm deliriously tired. But we're gonna keep it moving here, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie Redmond, 44 eyeballs. This this article sucked apparently because nobody cared. <laughs> about it. founder of mount gox creditors cooperative resigns he says the settlement could take years uh jeez louise there's some sad people out there four days ago uh news.bitcoin.com had reported on the april 3rd notice to mount gox creditors from the court's civil rehabilitation trustee no buwaki Kobayashi. Now, a disclosure stemming from the founder of Mount Gox. Legal explains that the coordinator, Andy Pog, <laughs> is leaving the office <laughs> because he thinks the process could take years to settle the case.
0: That uh, trusty name, Satoshi Nakamoto Nobuaki Kobayashi. <laughs> yeah. Let me and then that something. last guy's name, Andy Pog.
1: Andy Pog looks like an NPC. You see that picture in the article? <laughs> God, oh the fuck look like an NPC? He, look, he looks like the dude in a Skyrim that just watch you murder people. <laughs>
0: Doesn't he? <laughs> look at his Stop. Face. Uh-oh. We gotta we gotta we gotta be serious. He looks like the he dude you throw
1: out of a car on Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> <laughs> Look
0: at his face, dude. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that's, that's oh man.
1: Oh shit. We're He's done. not used to people paying attention to him as an NPC. So that's why he just got uncomfortable and left the Mt. <laughs> Gox case altogether. Uh long story short, guys. Uh this Mount Gox settlement's going to take a long time especially when NPCs are running the show. Uh the Mount Gox legal founder is also selling his claim and has found a buyer willing to pay 15% or $600 per bitcoin. So this is so convoluted that he's selling the bitcoin that he's claiming.
0: So um I think he's he's selling it See fifteen percent or six hundred per BTC. So he's selling it at a loss. Is he selling
1: it at a loss, or is he selling it at the most gain that he thinks he's gonna get? Because he could have bought those, those those Bitcoin from the Gox when they were like a hundred to two hundred dollars. Maybe, but they're locked up, you know. Right. One of our very trusted friends, Sir Doctor Miss Pettius, tried that. And just lost a bunch of money, and I I laughed at him at the time, but now I realize it it must have hurt him a little bit. It
0: Must have hurt.
1: No, I thought, um, I
0: thought he got it out of that.
1: No, nah, he tried to buy a bunch of Bitcoin right before and like get out, but he couldn't get it out. So uh, and buy a bunch, I mean a reasonable amount, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's reasonable. Happened. Like like 20. I don't know, man. not putting that man's business in the street, but I do know uh, it was... Uh, no, I actually do know. I'm just not going to put his business in the street. Uh, uh, Andy Pag, everyone's favorite non-playable character, has also said that leave, he's leaving his post It was not a decision he came to lightly, and that Malcox legal was a big part of his life, and in addition to selling his claim of $600 per Bitcoin, the group's coordinator detailed that the person buying his claim will consider buying other claims as well. Uh, PAG added that um, the individual was only offering the 600 per BTC deal for a month-long period, and the next best deal is BE Capital Purchasing Claims at $400 per, per, per Bitcoin. So,
0: Why are they buying the Bitcoin when it's locked up?
1: Because if it ever be- gets found or it's unlocked, then they can claim it. They have a legal claim to it, even though it's not theirs because they don't have... Nobody had that private key, except for the Mt. Gox. But it's somewhere. Someone has it. So I don't really know how that's going to play out, honestly. Yeah. Mount Gox is like the biggest thorn in the side to Bitcoin of all time. Magic the Gathering online exchange. <laughs> <sighs> and it's so, it's so sad, it's funny.
0: It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. really.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Wait, opera. didn't Brock Pierce operate uh a RuneScape exchange back in the day?
1: Uh Brock Pierce does a lot of, <laughs> of sketchy shit. So I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. He did the humblest brag of all time today when he said, I'm the first person on the planet to buy real estate with cryptocurrency. I bought a one point six million dollar mansion. And it's like, dude.
0: See, yeah, yeah, here. here's an article from Brock Pierce interview, uh, an, a Brock Pierce interview in 2019. That's pretty much where my crypto roots are as well. I was selling RuneScape items and gold for real dollars at like 12 or 13. That was my business. I was doing that for RuneScape and every game. Were you using Chinese bots? I taught the Chinese how to do that. I'm the guy that taught the Chinese. What? So so Brock Pierce claims that that's pretty much where his crypto roots are. He said, quote, "I was selling Runescape items in gold for real dollars at like 12 or 13. That was my business. I was doing that for Runescape and every game. And then uh, the interviewer for Coin Central asked him, "Were you using Chinese bots?" And then he says, "I taught the Chinese how to do that. I'm the guy that taught the Chinese." Right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Do we unpack that statement, or I'm the guy that taught the Chinese?
0: Look, look, look here. It's basically the industries I've worked in most of my life, which is gaming and specifically marketplaces around gaming and game currencies. I was the biggest market maker of game currencies in the world. I built a supply chain of 400,000 people in China to play games professionally to mine digital currency. I've done $20 million worth of sales in that business.
1: Damn. I guess he's a smart cookie. I mean, I, I don't know how to set up a supply chain in a digital game. So. I'll tell you one thing I did do that was really awesome. I played Final oh, Fantasy XIV. Oh, yeah? And I got really good at crafting. And then I would make my bots sell my crafts for me when I was teaching. Yeah. But I named my bots after... Please, uh, this isn't a family show, but I considered myself a Mississippi pimp, and I named them different. They would, they would have been my my ladies of the night. Oh no! Yeah, so they had lady of the night names, and they would dance and stuff. It was weird. Video games are weird. They put you in a weird place in your head. So
0: yeah,
1: I like to hit. Backslash dance a lot
0: in games. Ooh,
1: that works a lot in most games. Yeah. It's a good way to break the digital ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. It's like,
1: hey, I don't know you. You got this fancy black and red fire armor and I just wanna be your friend for a sec. That's that's the hashtag dance. Or uh backslash <laughs> dance. Yep. Or there's backslash thumbs up. But I when people do that to me out of the blue, I always think they want something from me.
0: <laughs> do you not like yep. that? No. No, I don't. Did think you that. ever
1: play Fantasy
0: Star online? Uh nope, didn't play that, but RuneScape and World of Warcraft came out at the same time, end of end of two thousand, early two thousand one, and they're the games who had a lot of those emotes built in. Like that, you could also do uh, text, uh, text animation with backslash like wave, and so you'd have people trying to sell stuff and using a bunch of layered textual animations to try and get people to notice them. I remember that. How um, often dialogue. do you do backslash dance? I haven't done it in maybe nine years, ten years. Really?
1: Yeah. Can this be a seminal
0: moment? You know what? I'll tell you what. what? Oh no, I can't do it in RuneScape because they added oh. Yeah, oh, uh, that's two thousand one RuneScape, not two thousand seven. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna keep this going. All right, now. I don't want to lose uh, our audience's attention. All right, so the next article Tuesday. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. This is this is me. No, I'm
1: supposed to be reading. I was just going to take a oh. break for a second.
0: No, oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alpha
1: releases a new browser with built-in crypto wallet and web 3.0 explorer. So, this is adoption at its finest, everyone. The Ethereum version of adoption is applications putting this stuff built in cuz now you can because why the future is now. Um It's a browser. This thing about web browsers is why you can never bet against them. Because I was in college, like, when when Internet Explorer was just what you used. And then, slowly but surely, it was Firefox is just what you use. And I was like, oh, okay, so I guess we're all using Firefox now. And then, like, within three months, it was like Google Chrome is just what you use. So, I don't think you can ever bet against the web browser. I think... In fact, we live in this weird moment in history where you can copy and paste someone else's idea, and it can be wildly gloriously popular just because people want to use the new thing or the different thing.
0: Well, I don't know what happened when Internet Explorer rebranded itself as Microsoft Edge. Everyone knew it was
1: Edge and no one wanted to use it. <laughs> but you. if they would have totally changed it's the name to something, if they would have called it ICE and kept Microsoft off of it, I guarantee it would have been just fine. <laughs> right? If they would have said, This isn't a Microsoft thing, totally new yeah. business, we promise, yeah. this is the new web browser, it's called ICE. Everybody would have been like, Ooh, look at it, it's neat, it's cool. I mean, you see versions of that all the time. There's Uber. And like, I was just when I had just started an Uber, then Lyft came and I was like, what's left? It's purple. I want to use the purple one now. (laughs) And then they did. And then there's WhatsApp. And people go like, well, I don't like WhatsApp. So I want to use Facebook Messenger. Oh, well, I don't like that blue. I like that. People just want to use something new. And I think in this day and age, you can make a lot of money from like copying and pasting somebody else's idea Uh and just... Use the something new. It's like, it's like, um, there's a word for it. It's hyper consumerism. That's the actual word for it. It's like you go to the grocery store. Do you need 70 different options for cereal? No. But we're hyper consumers. We just want to feel that much different that we ate a different brand than someone else when it's the same shit.
0: Hmm. I don't think all consumers are like that, though. I think you're. No, they're not. It's,
1: it's got to be a state and society of hyper consumerism,
0: right?
1: Hmm. Like, and it's 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 becoming global because the world is getting smaller right. and it's getting cheaper to ship everything everywhere. So more and more countries are becoming hyper consumerists. But I mean, opera is probably no different than Brave. Is probably Chrome's going to adopt the things Brave has. You could, everything you can do in Snapchat, you could probably do in Facebook Messenger now. It's just, you know, people want to use something that looks a little bit different to feel unique. Okay, I'm going back to Southern, not Southern, but <laughs> 1970s soul black guy. Because uh, I just got to boost the energy there and wanted to get on my soapbox. So, all right now, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Here's the next article. India's new crypto TV talk show. So interesting. It's gonna start airing this month. A crypto it's weird that a new crypto talk show would start airing in India where it's banned? I just don't understand. A crypto-focused television talk show is launching in India this month. Several crypto-related issues will be discussed on the show, both about India and abroad, including the burning issue, in quotations. Is it burning or is it ice cold of Indian regulation? News.Bitcoin.com. Talk to the host of the show to find out more details. Here's a quote. The channel, along with the flagship show Hard Fork, will go on air on 22nd of April 2019. Uh, Right around this time, there will be approximately 30 jokes a day about hard fucking. (laughs) That's not in there. I've added that part. They're planning 10 episodes in the first season. So, they're using really nice cameras, y'all. It's going to be a good show. All right. Uh, next article. Go, 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 Oh no, it's your turn. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, miércoles. Hey, you're back from Mexico, right? I am. That was a quick trip. You just take a trip to Mexico, like,
0: damn, you balling, dude. I got randomly searched. <laughs> like, they searched me after TSA search, right before I boarded the plane. Like yeah. I, t- I, t- I had to take off my shoes and they had to like touch the bottom of my feet and rub, like swab my belt and swab oh, wow. my laptop, and swab like creases inside my bag.
1: It happens sometimes.
0: I was like, wow. I wonder if the fourth one is going to be even more intrusive.
1: Next time it happens to me, I'm going to look the guy right in his face and then I'm going to look the female agent right in her face and I'm going to say, I want to be searched by her. And then I'm going to go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. They get up in your groin, dude. They like to do what I call uh, I don't know if there's a name for it, but they use that knife technique and, you know, your cojones kind of sit on both sides of their finger Uh when they they get up in there. (laughs) Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> Take me out on a date first, Mr. T S A agent. If you are gonna get up in my nuts like that, but they, they get oh, up man. in there, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, one of these times I'm yeah. gonna act on accident be thinking about something adultly and they're gonna they're gonna cop a feel of something they wish they wouldn't have, and there's just gonna be an awkward moment between between two men, like I didn't mean for you to touch my half chub, man, but i was sorry. I'm sorry. We can go on. It's your turn to read, Jesse.
0: All right. Here we go. Wednesday's first article is about YouTube star PewDiePie joins live streaming platform that accepts cryptocurrency. PewDiePie has announced that he is joining live streaming platform DLive. The service supports cryptocurrency payments for purchases of its native tokens with accepted options including bitcoin cash as well as btc eth and ltc. PewDiePie the leading YouTube star with over 93 million subscribers has announced he is partnering with DLive an alternative video-to-video live streaming platform Twitch. DLive is de- defined as decentralized live streaming community built using the Lino blockchain. Uh, I okay. All right, whatever. Dlive claims to have over three million monthly active users and thirty-five thousand active streamers. Platform is available online at dlive.tv as well as its via its Android and iOS apps. Content creators and viewers can earn rewards for their participation in the form of Lino points, the native tokens of the network. For users outside the U.S., it's also possible to buy Lino points with cryptocurrency, including BTC, ETH, and BCH, including LTC. So, why is PewDiePie going with Dlive? He's Often complained about his demonetization, the demonetization of his videos by YouTube for a long while, whether due to controversy, copyright claims, or other issues. In contrast to YouTube and Twitch, he calls DLive a platform that is focused on its content creators first. And according to its website, DLive, quote, takes absolutely zero platform cuts from users' donation, donations and subscriptions. Bullshit. How's DLive making money then? Let's find out. Uh, D-Live do, 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 do. Alright, don't care Find out where the money is being made Nope, it's not in the article So that's this Here, is let bullshit. me How does D-Live <laughs> make their profit We're about to figure this out For you guys Here we go doo, doo, doo. Oh
1: that's Oh, see so D-Live is a copy of YouTube Stands a good chance. It's got a lot of people using it.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Wow, this guy's posted a video. I'm making, I'm earning a hundred times more money on DTube than YouTube. This isn't DTube.
1: This has nothing to do with a blockchain. This is a highly centralized service. This is a copy of YouTube. They may or may not have some sort of wallet on the back end, but that wallet is also centralized. All right, this is just somebody doing what I just said. They've copied and pasted YouTube and know they can make a lot of money off of the people that have gotten demonetized. They sprinkle some blockchain on it and that there you go. This is in no way decentralized because I've seen peer decentralized. No, it's 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 not not easy to do. The hell are Lino points?
0: Okay, here. Here's how they they are profiting. So withdrawal requirements. uh, Minimum amount for withdrawal is $200. Maximum of $600 withdrawal per day. So, micropayment with no fee. This
1: is like Steam. It takes 12 weeks to unlock Leno points, during which 1/12th locked points will be converted to Leno points each week. How does this, yeah, how do they make money? It takes you three months to get your Leno points out of that system.
0: How does DLive Live um, profit? Oh, boy. I would yeah, like to move on. I don't, on. I don't is... have all night for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Coin, uh, Coinbase blog post. Spend your crypto instantly with Coinbase card. Look at that.
1: Boom. But that's in the UK. Ah uh, no. In the EU. Oh, uh, no. Uh, uh, It'll be here soon enough. But okay. right now, it's just easier to give us the fuckings,
0: Okay. All right. And the last article for Wednesday report Tron has the fastest growing dApp user base. Ethereum still developers first choice. Okay. This
1: is false. What's uh, the next article? Tron <laughs> right, does not have that. the biggest dApp Who just writes these I articles? No, no.
0: Fastest growing. This is Adrian Zmidzinski. We like him. This is muddy. Listen, okay. man. I don't know what to tell you.
1: (laughs) No, it does not. No one has used a Tron. According (laughs) to what? Where does it say that? Here, okay, here we go. Released on April 9th Uh, by DAP, Decentralized Application Analytics Websites, DAP.com. Let me look at this (laughs) fucking
0: report. I'm just getting so tired of the bullshit sometimes. (laughs) All right, uh, 4% decrease in the number of DAP users compared to last year. 72,422 old users are still using Ethereum DAPs in 2019. Gabbling apps, number of DAP, active DAP users on the Tron blockchain reportedly amounted to over 300,000 while on EOS, it's 260K. Um, by the end of Q1 2019, the number of Tron wallets reportedly exceeded 2.3 million. About four, 15.46% of them interacted with DAPs. Um, gambling apps on Tron.
1: This is an article to drive web traffic to the website DAP.com. There's nothing going on with DAPs. You can't even use them. Okay, I'm sorry to be a Debbie Debbie Downer today. I'm getting clearly the week is getting to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> On a Thursday, that just really bugs me because no DApps are even usable right now. I'll check this out! Check this out! There's this
0: article um, for the seventh. I think we skipped it, but uh, Tron's Justin Sun hints at official collaboration with Ethereum this year. It's fourteen thousand seventy-seven total views, so ton of views. Four seventy-one total shares. Uh, Basically, Tron founder and CEO Justin Sun claimed that he thinks the Tron ecosystem will, quote, officially collaborate with Ethereum this year. Sun made his comments during an interview with the Crypto Chick podcast on April 6th. Uh, more precisely, Sun that thinks that, uh, quote, even within this year, we will see Tron even collaborate, officially collaborate with Ethereum. Um, not sure what made him say that. Maybe he's just doing CEO things. Huh. Oh here, USDT Tron—that's what it is. Stablecoin Tether's integration to the Tron network, but then also, um, wow.
1: You know what it feels like? It feels like Tron is the Chinese equivalent of XRP. Like I bet you all <laughs> right? the speculative like the in, yeah.
0: in terms of in terms of like, no, no, no. It's the improved version of what was that Chinese version of uh, ETH?
1: What
0: oh, uh, Neo. Neo. Yeah, yeah. it's like Neo with an actual head.
1: What I mean by that is like XRP now has this army of people that are like waiting to cream themselves when the price on XRP goes up. I mean, which is kind of likely, but this huge army of speculation, and I think that's what's going on in China with Tron is like a lot of Chinese speculative investors put a lot of money into Tron, and Justin Sun is just swimming in money and swimming on their greed
0: hmm
1: he's swimming on their greed they're swimming on the top of it backstroking
0: baby he's like roger vere if roger vere was head of ethereum and chinese yeah did <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like that's probably what china thinks of like the tron project like yeah yeah
1: all right, Blockstack is SEC-regulated fifty million dollars token sale with participation from Harvard Endowment. So Harvard uh, now owns crypto tokens, Blockstack tokens to be exact. Blockstack's a great project; it's one I I, I could uh, get behind. Go go read about Blockstack. Do your own diligence. Do do your own due diligence, but let that diligence be on Blockstack, baby. All right, next article. We got a zoom 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 capoeira capa zoom to finish us up here. Industry players criticize initial exchange offerings as alternative to ICOs, Bloomberg. And they're not wrong. Exchanges are offering tokens now, like uh, Binance token and all those things. So it's a new way to lose your money. Go for it if you want to do that. (laughs) Uh, And the next article, um, IMF. Chief Lagarde, distributed ledger technologies are shaking the system. Uh this same woman has been saying this for six years now. So um I'm um, scratch that. I apologize. Wow, I've been doing this a while. Seven years now, this same woman's been saying that. So uh be that as it may, she's been saying that same exact thing for seven years. All right, next article. <laughs> and former paypal google engineering exec joins backed as the chief product officer uh what they're not saying is they still haven't released that product and their etf still isn't golden (laughs) and starbucks is still not taking bitcoin so they're full of shit too sorry (laughs) this isn't gonna be that this isn't gonna be that kind of week should have gone into that mode the whole time yeah that should have been my mode the whole show let it let it rip yeah I wish I could be these these uh these editors for these writers. Yeah. Like I wish newsrooms still worked like newsrooms, because I know how they probably work now. You submit your article to some person who's making sure at a minimum you're not stealing someone's work a hundred percent and then they put it in a pipeline and set it scheduled to release. But in an old newsroom, if somebody tried to walk in here with like For real, that's what you're gonna report about backed. They have a new product officer. You're not doing any digging as to why they're not releasing their fucking product, you're fired. Get out of here
0: and take a pack of cigarettes with you. Cause they smoked a lot. It's like uh, it's like like James, Joe Jana Joe Jonah Jameson. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hold up, here's the article. Really? I am Chief Lagarde, distributed ledger technologies shaking the system? You've been giving me the same fucking article for fucking a decade. You're fired. <laughs> Take a pack of cigarettes.
0: Take a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's pretty good. Was it good? Was that a good J.
1: Jonah Jonah Jameson?
0: I am good with that J. Jonah Jameson impression.
1: I would do very bad writing if I had to write. Yeah. Hey, city of New York, fuck Spider-Man. Am I right? I'm right. All right. (laughs) 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 All right. we got to shut this show down. Um, let's wind it down. Jesse, tell the people about how amazing you are. Where they can find you physically guys, on the planet,
0: guys. We're all amazing. We're all special. Yep. Um, I'm in the U.S. again. Not in Mexico. Um, check out my stream. I guess is where I <laughs> it.
1: you're so terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, man.
0: Yeah, so the Mexican-Filipino, www.twitch.tv.com slash the Mexican-Filipino. Check me out. I'm just studying. That is all I'm doing.
1: Yeah, he He streams his studying, and I bet you people are going to start giving him money for it. This is a weird time to be a human.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to switch to D-Life. Screw Twitch.
1: Yeah, switch to D-Live, man. People are going to pay you 100% there, but it's going to take you three months to get your Lino tickets out. Uh, so, I know. God. Hey, um, <laughs> I was going to send you a picture the other day, but my my girlfriend told me not to. And uh-huh. it was Smeagol, but he had on a <laughs> poncho
0: ah. and,
1: and you, that big mustache that you used to wear when you streamed. And his name was Smeagol. And she was like... You know, don't you, you send, don't that, to send that to Jesse. And I was like
0: <laughs> I have to. You should oh, have. I have to. I'm gonna send it right have. now, actually. I'll send you something back. While we're talking. Laugh, maybe Right. And then
1: so you don't know. <laughs> this picture was so funny though. I was like, Oh, that's good. Jesse would like that. <laughs> I would this is the world needs to be closer so that you can tell racially sensitive jokes to your friends. <laughs> uh you see it did you see it
0: no no i don't have my phone on me
1: oh okay um let me see if i can plug some of the things we do uh one we want to thank you guys for listening to the bitcoin podcast network week in and week out you know what we could do if you guys love the show say it on twitter we get bombarded on twitter like we get no twitter love but we know you guys exist so like uh when you see the 30,000 polls a week when they're like, hey, what's your favorite crypto podcast? Why don't you shout out one of the shows from our network, man? We, we try to put out some content for you guys. I think we do. It good. Fruit.
0: fruit tokens.
1: Yeah. Fruit. <laughs> fruit tokens. Um, dude, this week, I got three things of freeze-dried fruit. One, freeze-dried blueberries are where it's at. Freeze-dried mangoes. It's the future. And then freeze-dried bananas are like banana chips, except for they are healthy and they won't make you shit yourself. So I've never had freeze-dried mango. I got to try that. (gasps) It's like, dude, it's like a chip, but sweet. It's, it's just very, it's a very pleasant experience. It's a very pleasant experience. I have to try it. Freeze. dried You know what I don't like freeze-dried strawberries, not a fan. They're too sour.
0: No, the yeah, you can get them in Special K cereal. You know, have you ever had them in there?
1: What? Yeah, yeah, the little special Special K. Yeah, it's got strawberries strawberries. In there. Yeah. I don't know. They need. I, I think all fruit deserves a shot at being freeze dried. Like freeze dried. I'd imagine freeze dried blackberries would be delicious, or
0: freeze dried poison berries. Dude, maybe you know, like everybody's trying to vie for like these crypto sponsorships. What if we get a sponsorship from Dole? Dude, (laughs) I would love it. You know who I've been trying to get sponsored
1: by? You're going to laugh at this, and audience, you might laugh at this too. I've I've slid into their DMs five times. It's this company called Harmony House Foods, and they make freeze-dried fruit. (laughs) It's on Instagram. (laughs) I keep sliding into their DMs. Harmony House Foods. Dot com. They make like really good food. And I was like, holy shit, that's like food I eat. I want to be sponsored by them. So audience, if you're listening and you want to help us help you contact Harmony House Foods and say, you guys need to be sponsors of the Bitcoin Podcast Network because they love your food.
0: What if I just make a petition? Then we could send it to, to them. I want to do that. That, I would would actually... I'll I'll, I'll find a freeze-dried fruit company. I would love to be
1: sponsored by a freeze-dried fruit company. Because freeze-dried fruit, it's the perfect thing for lazy Americans, right? You have this 15-cent apple in your left hand, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to take this $3 bag of freeze-dried half
0: of apple in my right hand. What if you got sponsored by (laughs) nuts.com? (laughs) Ha!
1: Gonna, I can gonna... tell my story about uh how when I get touched up by the TSA agents every single time.
0: This is awesome. Okay.
1: Hey, are I'll, you a I'll fan of it. nuts like TSA agents are? Then you'll probably like nuts duck. <laughs> 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 That'd be awesome. Oh man. I have too much we have too much fun with this show. Whoever that bozo like bo hey guy, you're a bozo. We're not bozos. You're a bozo takes one to know one <laughs> All right. it's a rubber glue situation oh my okay. god um so what else what else do we do join the slack go to the bitcoinpodcast.com <laughs> and there's a slack button you could join it i want to warn you right now this weird joke was going on today where people were joking about sending each other their private keys that was a joke so if you lo <laughs> if you happen to log in <laughs> And you, and you saw that, and you were like, "Wait a second, I thought I was supposed to not give anyone my private keys. You're right. we were we had, playing a joke, and we sometimes we forget not everyone is not new, or so not not every yeah, so, uh, you got anything else, Jesse hey. um,
0: I'm trying to think I don't think I do oh. If you are in the Atlanta area and you are a practicing physician, uh, I would love to shadow you if you listen to the podcast out of serendipity. Um, but yeah, if you if you want, if you are interested in helping out uh, a prospective pre-med student, uh, hit me up, join the Slack. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd really love to connect with you.
1: Mm. He wants to connect, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ruined that moment. Um, yeah, there you go. A couple, with Jesse. He wants to shadow you. Uh, if you're ever in Iowa City, Jesse, you could shadow my sister. She's a physician.
0: So. Iowa is a little bit far from me right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nobody goes to Iowa <laughs> on purpose. Like, unless, they always have to have a family reason to be up there. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right, guys, that's it. We enjoyed another week. Join the Slack. Uh play. Yeah.